This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. The marquee lit up the summer skies of 1923. Not long after, things began to happen. On a street with no name in an all but forgotten town in the somewheres of America sits the old Bijou movie palace, long abandoned and left to the elements. Well, they knew the Bijou had been built atop the remains of the fire-ravaged Vickers Hotel, but the warnings went unheeded. Then there were the sightings, the child's apparition running up the stairs, and the woman in period clothing appearing on the balcony, reflections of faces in the poster display cases. But eventually, the tapestries faded and the coffered ceiling cracked. A cathedral to the sweetest dreams and darkest nightmares fell to pieces. But at night, if you listen, you can hear the bijou's projector being turned on and the audience settling in for another Midnight Matinee. And now, the conclusion of Dracula RFD. Original story by William Dufries. Written for audio by MJ Wilson. Ryder, Miss Ellie must have got you fixed up. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, she did. Uh, everything's copacetic. <laughs> copacetic, huh? That's a pretty fancy word. You ain't trying to get up any of us dumb old rednecks, is you? <laughs> better than that, Gruber. I'm just rolling out some more big city talk for you. Gosh darn it, I sure do love that big city talk. Yeah. <laughs> Attention, everybody. Uh, the uh, the sheriff's here, so everybody uh, gather round. Oh yes, gather round now. All right, all right, make way, make way for the high sheriff. Stand back, the high sheriff is coming through. Hills of the night, what music they make. What wonderful musicians we have here for our Founder's Day celebration. Oh, 
Uh, uh, actually, Sheriff, sir, we don't have live Hitlers this year. We're just really, uh, just uh, playing the radio. You're listening to the Hootenanny Channel. All square dance music all the time. Next up, the latest tune from Johnny Reb and the Confederate All-Stars. No live musicians, Lloyd? You've disappointed me once again. Oh, I'm so, so sorry, Sheriff. I, I, I'm so, so, so sorry. I, I, I wanted to tell you about it, but, uh, uh, you know, you, you can't be contacted during the day. And, uh, well, I, I couldn't find Barney. Leave we will discuss this later. Howdy, everybody! Howdy, Cheryl! Welcome to this year's Founder's Day celebration! I am your humble host, Sheriff Andy Dracula! Wait, did he say Dracula? No. Not Dracula, he's Dracula. Hey, you want to meet the sheriff, Mr. Ryder? I think you ought to. Uh, well, will you be in the guest of honor and all? That's an excellent idea, Gromer. Let's introduce our guest of honor to Andy. Andy! Oh, Andy! We'd like to introduce you to this year's guest of honor. This is Mr. I'm sorry, young man, I don't know your name. Now, Andy. You can't just go interrupting the high sheriff while he's giving his welcome speech. We've got procedure to follow here. The guest of honor isn't supposed to be introduced until after everybody's had their cider. And besides, you're not even supposed to be the one to introduce him. You know we always let Cletus the town drunk do that. It's the only day of the year he's sober. Now listen here, Bonnie Renfield. I can talk to my nephew anytime I want. Renfield, oh, Renfield and Dracula. I think I finally understand what's going on here. Hello there, Sheriff Dracula. I'm Jonathan Harker, this year's guest of honor. This is completely unacceptable. The sheriff hasn't finished his welcome speech yet. Founders Day is built on time, honored traditions. We can't let them do this, Master. Uh, 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 I mean, Sheriff. Nonsense, Barney. You're getting all worked up over nothing. Please forgive my deputy, Mr. Harker. He's a bit high-strung. Especially when he hasn't eaten all day, poor thing. He's been out looking for Lopey all day. You're right, I haven't had anything since breakfast. Would you mind if I had a quick snack? Not at all, Barney. You go right ahead. I'll just grab this busy little worker bee right here and take a big bite. That's disgusting. You think that's disgusting? You ought to see what he does with spiders and flies. Want a bite, Mr. Harker? Uh, no, thanks. I'm good. Suit yourself. More for me. You know, you don't know what you're messing with. <laughs> so, Mr. Harker, what brings you to the quaint little town of Todd Sock Landing? Well, Sheriff Dracula, I'm a reporter working on a story. Ah, yes. Jonathan Harker. I know your work, Mr. Harker. You write for that titillating tell-all tabloid sold at select supermarkets. The National Weekly Inquisitor. Oh, the National Weekly Inquisitor. Oh, yeah. oh, that's 
Yes, quite. You specialize in stories about the supernatural. I find your articles are very compelling. Although most people don't share my point of view. What? No, no, no. Most people think your writing is... Fluff? No. I was going to say something like drivel or dreck. Uh, the journalistic equivalent of raw sewage. Yes, most readers <coughs> think your writing is pure fiction, generated for the lowest common denominator of humanity. But I think it has the ring of truth. Uh, thanks. Your story about Bat Boy brought me to tears. Oh, well. And the high sheriff don't cry easily. Mr. Harker, surely you don't think there are any supernatural goings-on here in our peaceful little town? <laughs> oh, well, I was really just following a lead. You know, a rumor, really, that brought me to this part of the country. Turned out to be nothing, and I was actually just headed back home when my car broke down. What sort of rumor was it exactly? Well, uh, well, it was a, a vampire story. <laughs> yeah, someone seems to think that an old world vampire is hiding out in the south, you know, trying his best to blend in with the local community. <laughs> Isn't that just the most ridiculous thing you've ever heard? <laughs> yes, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Say, Sheriff Dracula. Please call me Andy. All right. Andy, I wondered if I might ask you a few questions. Just so this won't be a wasted trip, I thought I could get some of the, you know, human interest story out of this experience. Human interest? Oh, I like the sound of that. All right. You may ask me a few questions. But be quick. I have to go to the square dance soon. Sure, I'll be quick. Uh, so, first things first. Where are you from originally? The accent sounds like Romania, maybe? Even Old World Carpathia or Transylvania? I am from Idaho. Idaho! Yes, I grew up in Idaho. That's right. Sheriff Dracula here was a farmer out in Idaho, ain't that right, Sheriff? Yes, I was a farmer. Now, now, what kind of crops did you grow again? Taters. I grew taters. Sometimes okra. That's a really impressive uniform you've got there, Sheriff. Thank you. And B made it for me. <laughs> I understand the khakis and the badge and the gun belts. A gun belt, but no gun. He's the sheriff without a gun. Uh-huh. But why are you wearing that cape and that red sash? They make you look like some sort of European aristocrat. This is the way sheriffs dress in Idaho. This is an Idaho sheriff's uniform. Hey, Paul. Ain't it almost time for you to call the square dance? And the cider's ready. We need to serve it while it's fresh. Yes, all right. Mr. Harker, we must continue this interview later. It's time for our celebration to begin! Jonathan, whatever you do, you can't let Sheriff Dracula call the square dance. That's how he hypnotizes everyone. How am I supposed to stop him? What do you two young people whispering about? 
Is there a romance brewing over here? No, Aunt B, nothing like that. It's just a friendship. He's gonna be my friend, too. We're gonna be good friends, aren't we, Mr. Harker? Graveyard friends. Well, Lopey, uh, Gruber, I know that's a sure spot and all, but that kid just gives me the willies. I know what you mean, Groomer. That boy ain't right. All right, everyone. Come and get a nice big mug of honey cider. There's plenty for everyone. <laughs> Here, Mr. Hawker, the guest of honor always gets the first mug. Thanks, Aunt B. Are you sure I'm immune to this stuff? As sure as I can be. <laughs> Attention, everybody. It's time for the, uh, the first square dance of the night, called by our very own Sheriff Dracula. Swing your partner, Bobby Slaw. Swing around and do do Promenade around the room and contemplate yourself in doom. If you don't do what I say, believe me, there'll be hell to pay for any who defy my word. Tonight the things you've seen and heard will guide you through another year. I rule your minds and hearts with fear. Jonathan, we've got to stop him now. I'll get to the radio and turn it off. Without the music, he can't continue calling the square dance. And without the square dance, he can't hypnotize them. You get over to Lloyd's loudspeaker and start talking to the crowd. And just exactly what am I supposed to say? You know, stuff to break the spell. Vampire hunter mumbo jumbo. I'm not a vampire hunter, Ellie. I'm a reporter. And honestly, this is the first real vampire I've ever encountered, ever. Jonathan, they'll believe anything you say now that they've all had some of the cider. Say things to help the situation. You can do this, Jonathan. You're the only hope for Toadsuck Landing. Words I've always wanted to hear. You hang no mirrors on your walls, you pray no prayer, you sing no hymn. The crucifix is round your necks, you cater to my every whim. And once a week you journey to the blood bank down on 7th Street to donate one fresh pint of blood, the quota you must always meet. And when you... Wait! What's going on? Turn that radio back on! Mr. Harker, leave, uh, leave the loudspeaker alone. You can't uh, interrupt Sheriff Dracula while he's uh, calling a, while he's calling the square dance. Attention, citizens of Toadsuck Landing. Sheriff Dracula is not really a small town sheriff. He's been lying to you. He's actually Vlad Dracula, Lord of the Undead. Dracula, Lord of the Undead. Renfield, he's somehow immune to the cider. And get that radio back on! I'm on it, Sheriff. Does this mean I get to put my bullet in my gun? Whatever you need to do, just stop him! Huh. Dracula has you under a spell. Aunt B cider is really a witch's brew, and once you drink it, you'll do anything you're told. We'll do anything we're told. Don't listen to the sheriff's words. You don't have to be his slaves anymore. Shut your mouth, Harker, or I'm gonna blow your head off. 
And shame on you. You're the rudest guest of honor we've ever had. Renfield, don't shoot him. Keep Parker alive. I have plans for him. Bring him to me. You heard the high sheriff. Get on over here. <laughs> Mr. Harker, this is going to be the most memorable Founder's Day ever. Your death will be spectacular, agonizingly slow. But first things first, I must finish calling the spare dance. Ellie, I know you're helping Harker. You've probably fallen prey to his big city charms. Of course she did. Who can resist all that big city talk? Uh-huh. But all will be forgiven, Ellie, if you simply turn that radio back on. I need music to complete my spell. Oh, I'll turn the radio back on, all right. <laughs> The award-winning London After Midnight is now available for purchase as an ad-free binaural digital download, as a Dolby Atmos digital download, and a two-disc limited edition vinyl record album. Plus, we've taken the London After Midnight audio script and production notes, combined them with a novelization of the original story, and are making that available as an official collection. But you can only find the downloads, the album, and the script and novel collection at www.londonaftermidnight.co.uk. Please don't make us call the man in the beaver hat. This is all your fault. 
Your meddling has caused all my problems. Why didn't you mind your own business? I couldn't stand by while you kept using these people as your slaves year after year, and as you fed off them, using them like cattle. But most of all, I couldn't let you continue this unholy perversion of one of America's most beloved sitcoms. Oh, I knowed it. I always felt like I was living on Gilligan's Island. And I always felt like I was jammed from the Brady Bunch. Jonathan Harker, prepare to feel my wrath! <laughs> This looks like an ordinary sheriff's badge, but in the hands of someone Jewish, it becomes a Star of David, a talisman just as powerful as the Catholic cross. Back, Hellspawn! But Harker doesn't sound like a Jewish name. I converted years ago for just such an occasion. That sounds unlikely. Oh, all right. I am a convert, but I did it for my Jewish girlfriend. Girlfriend? We can talk about it later. Oh, you better believe we're gonna talk about it, mister. Let's stay focused, all right, Ellie? Does that star really have an effect on you, master? Yes. Unfortunately, a convert's faith is often stronger than someone born into a religion. Well, that star doesn't have any power over me. It won't hurt me, either. Paul, it doesn't seem to have any effect on me, either. That must mean I'm not really a vampire. Does that mean I'm not really your son? Oh, Lopi, of course you're my son. Just not biologically. You were adopted from a very nice zombie couple from Toronto. I knew that boy wasn't right. Yep, them Canadians is real strange, all right. But Paul, why did my real parents give me up? Didn't they want me? Lopi, you can't judge your parents for what they did. They were young and foolish. It's hard for a zombie couple to make it in today's world. Someday, when you're old enough, perhaps you can visit them. I think I'd like that, Paul. Good, good son. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some pesky humans to torture and destroy. Robert! Robert! Yeah. I need your help! Gee, Mr. Herker, I don't know. Yeah, we, we tend to stay out of other people's fights. But this is your fight, too. If we don't stop him now, soon there won't be anybody left in the town. Hmm? The population will just oh. be Count Dracula and a few vampire slaves. Everyone else will be dead in the graveyard. Yes, the graveyard with all my other friends. Now hold your horses, Harker. The picture isn't as bleak as you make it out to be. Some might consider it an honor to be enthralled by the master, to do his bidding and give their blood so he can live forever. I know it sure does give me a sense of fulfillment. Is that what you want, guys? Do you want to spend the rest of your natural lives under the spell of a vampire? Well, it's worked out so far. All right, I didn't want to do this. What are you writing, Mr. Harker? That's my private phone number. Gruber, if you guys help me defeat Dracula, you can call that number anytime, day or night, and I'll do all the big city talking you want. You got a deal, Mr. Harker. Marty Renfield, my faithful servant, and me, mother of the night, and Lopi, my adopted zombie son. Do not let any of them live. Kill every human here in the Founders Hall. Let them all run red. 
got you, Mr. Harker. Gromer, I'll take care of Aunt B. You take care of Barney. Okay, Grommer. And Miss Ellie, you deal with Lopey. I'm sure you got away with kids. With creepy, creepy kids. I'll do my best. I'll just go have a little heart-to-heart talk with Lopey. Well, here goes nothing. Hey, Daphne! Bring your ticket, book! Somebody over here is jaywalking! What? They're not gonna get away with that! Not even on Founders Day! Hey, Aunt B, I think there's a problem with your cider. Come over here to the punch bowl. I think Cletus spiked it. Spiked the cider? Oh, dear me, no wonder everyone is acting so strangely. Lean closer, Aunt B. Can't you just smell the whiskey? Well, no, I can't really. Take that, Aunt B. Choke on your own medicine. Well, Sheriff Dracula. Ed B's out of commission and Barney's on a wild goose chase. Looks like it's just you and me. Not quite, Mr. Harker. Lopi! Protect your father! Go on, Lopi. Be honest with your dad, just like we talked about. You're not my father. Maybe if just once you had played softball with me or taken me fishing or any of those other things you promised, but you never did. I'm going out to the graveyard where I belong. You've turned my son against me. I'm not letting you live, Harker. With a heart full of faith, I touch this holy star to your unholy skin. Nothing here but our gas station over yonder. Even my drugstore's gone. And the people. Where are all the people? I don't know. Something I'll have to investigate. I'm hoping that once the spell was broken, they were uh, spirited back to wherever they originally came from. Hmm. It all vanished. Everything that was part of Dracula's fantasy, a fantasy he created from an old television show. Mm-hmm. Only the real stuff remains, the stuff that was here before he came. Your gas station. And the graveyard over there with that poor little feller wandering around. Poor Lopey. Wow. I didn't think we could get cell service out here. I guess it was Sheriff Dracula that blocked the signal, not the hills. Hmm. Uh, hello, this is Jonathan. Meridian. I've been trying to get you for hours. Listen, Mr. Self-important, high and mighty journalist. Remember that you work for me. And if you're going to give me yeah. some sort of attitude, you might as well start looking for another okay. lawyer. Uh, no, no, Burton, Burton, don't, don't put anything on page one. Even if Elvis and JFK are dancing together in your office reciting poetry to one another, leave page one wide open. I'm bringing you the story of the year. Elvis reads poetry? Uh, he's a sensitive type. Musician, you know. Oh. Well, now, that's more like it. Well, what do you need from me? I need you to ship a fuel filter for my car by next day air to a place called Toad Suck Landing. Say, Lopey, you know anything about cars? We could always use an extra hand. I guess I could learn if Gruber can do it. 
I'm sure a zombie kid like me could learn pretty fast. You got a point there. All right, Burton, I'll be looking for that package in the morning, thanks. I'll use my cell phone to file the story, and I'll see you in a couple of days. Thanks for the help, guys. I couldn't have done it without you. Burton, nothing. We done what we could. And thank you, Ellie. You saved my life. A couple of times, I think. Well, I'm sure your girlfriend back in New York will be happy about that. Uh-oh. Ellie, I was trying to explain before. I kept the religion, but I lost the girlfriend. She moved on a long time ago. I'm not sure I believe you. You've probably got a girl in every town. Well, let me prove I'm telling the truth. Come to New York with me, and you can see for yourself. There's nothing here for you anymore. And New York is full of drugstores. Well, something to think about, Miss Ellie. Say, Mr. Harker, do you think Sheriff Dracula's really gone? Well, unfortunately, no. I didn't drive a stake through his heart or anything. Hmm. But I'm sure he and Renfield and Aunt B moved on. And after my story hits the papers, he's probably going to lay low for a long time. So, uh, you guys promised me you could find me a place to bunk down for the night, and I'm guessing Ellie's going to need a place, too. Oh, sure! That's easy. There's a bed and breakfast just over the hill there. Hmm. It looks kind of old and scary, but I hear the prices are real. Reasonable. Yeah, it's run by a retired doctor who moved to these parts just a little while ago. Mm-hmm. What's his name, Gomer? No, he's a fine name. Kind of German sounding. Something Stein? Frickin' Frankenstein? Frank. Frankenstein, that's it. Dr. Frankenstein. Oh, no. Dracula RFD featured the voices of Harlan Baker, Peter Burkrott, Kate Davis, William Dufries, Corey Gagne, Adam Henderson, Karen Lund, Christopher Price, Michael Rafkin, Dennis St. Pierre, Wendy Tremont King, and Casey Turner. I am Sally Walker Taylor. Dracula RFD was created and directed by William Dufries and written by M.J. Wilson. Direction and sound design by William Dufries with Fred Greenhalge. Recorded at Mind's Eye Productions, Maine. Midnight Matinees comes to you from Pocket Universe Productions. And with that, the theatre is closed. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.